Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast, where our church leaders have conversations to encourage and equip you in topics surrounding culture, theology, and the kingdom of God. Now, here's today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast. This episode is a special type of episode, as we've never done one that is a this deep and intense and personal. In today's episode, we're going to have Sue on, and Sue shares her story of having an abortion. Now, this episode might not be suitable for younger listeners, and it might even trigger something for some others. So we really encourage you to reach out to our pastoral staff if this brings up anything that you might want to talk about. Also, please make sure to visit us next week with our special guest, Denise Olson, who is a licensed therapist and the director of the Golden Hills Counseling Center. Denise will be sharing how we process trauma and grief and and helps give us an insight onto that. But now, let's listen to Natalie talk with Sue as Sue shares her story. Hey, Sue, thanks for being here with me today. Thank you for having me, Natalie. Blessed to be here. Yeah, I know this is going to be hard and um, vulnerable for you, but I know you personally and have for the past... 13 plus years so I know your chief goal is to bring glory to God and that's what's driving you to open up about this and just to kind of say to other women that like you'll go first you'll be the first to share if they haven't heard someone share their testimony about this so thank you you're welcome thank you for having me so before you get started can you just introduce yourself who is Sue (laughs) for those of us that don't know you which I don't think there's many, but just in case. Okay. Um, I'm Sue and been married for 40 years, have four biological kids, one foster adopted son, and 11 grandbabies currently. And I met my husband when I was 15 and he was 18 uh, through a mutual friend at school, began dating, and um, here comes my story. So that first uh, official date that led into a sexual encounter, I was that one who thought it could never happen to me and found myself Mm -hmm. pregnant at 15. And um, being raised Catholic, um, had always been told by my parents that if I'd ever gotten in trouble that I would have to drop out of school and take care of a kid, should that be what um, the outcome was, resulting in a pregnancy, which it was for me. And... um, Dave, my husband, current husband, uh, was the father of that baby uh, as well. So imagine being 15 uh, with an 18-year-old boyfriend at that time, no job, still in school. I felt like I was backed into a corner and had no option, but Dave didn't give me an option. Mm -hmm. And at that point had um, let me know that I needed to have an abortion. It was the second one that he had participated in. Mm -hmm. And um, although I did not want to do it, I felt like I had no choice. I didn't have a friend. I didn't have anybody that I could go to to share that I was in trouble. And when I was um, pregnancy tested, I was about eight weeks pregnant at that point and um, said, okay. And fast forward to uh, a decision that literally uh, my my then boyfriend dropped me off at a corner in Oakland at a Mm. uh, OBGYN office in downtown Oakland who... um, took me in that day, 
amidst a bunch of tears and fear, not having no idea what I was getting into or anything about the procedure in and of itself. And I remember walking in that door, very cold room, very scared to death at 15. And the nurse who took me back, I was in tears at that point, and quietly held my hand, and she said, are you okay? And I said, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And she said, you don't have to. And I said, yes, I do. I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So she stayed with me through the procedure, um, very cold, very scary room for a 15-year-old. And I can remember vividly, I hear those sounds. I still can hear the sounds of a suction machine, mm -hmm. some pressure tears and her telling me it was going to be okay and it was almost over and I, then it was over and um quiet I went home that day quiet I couldn't talk to Dave he had picked me up uh, on the corner went home that day laid on the couch my mom didn't know uh, my parents were divorced at the time my mom did not know and suffered in silence for a lot of years thereafter um being Catholic, I had gone to a priest and had confessed what I had done. I was told that I was going to go to hell. And at that point in my life, I decided, okay, well, if God can't forgive me, I'm not going to forgive myself. Mm. So I walked in shame for 20-plus years, and my husband and I did end up getting married. Um, we church jumped for a long time. I would go into church, and I could not sit without weeping, thinking, God, how could you not forgive me? How could I have done this? How could you not forgive me? And we church jumped, and we church jumped, and we church jumped until we landed at Golden Hills one day, and I heard the gospel for the first time and met Jesus that day and began a journey of healing um, in trying to work through what I had carried shamefully for all of those years. And uh, at that point, also my husband at that point had not realized or recognized the part he had played because we had never spoken a word about the abortion mm -hmm. after that day. Met a pastor here at Golden Hills uh, when we decided that it was time for me to get some counsel, which we did. Um, sat with him, we prayed, I wept. And he worked me through healing in terms of... Um, being able to speak that I'd had an abortion because I had been very quiet about that. I didn't want people to know. I did not want to be judged. I didn't know how people would perceive uh, in me as a Christian, having had made that decision all those years ago. And um, as we worked through that one distinct moment of time, this pastor very gently grabbed my hand in my tears, and he said, God's already forgiven you. You haven't forgiven yourself. And with that, encouraged us to go home that night as husband and wife and get on our knees and pray and to lift this child that we have to the Lord. And we went home and we wept and we prayed and we gave that to God that day. And I have been freed from that ever since. Mm, praise God. Yes, I do praise God. Um, had I not met Jesus, I probably would still be walking around with lots of shame and guilt. And being able to surrender that night and to, to ask God again to forgive me, but to be able to forgive myself. And then the healing that my husband had in his brokenness coming and asking me to forgive him because we'd never spoken about it. Mm -hmm. um, 
has allowed me by the blood of Jesus, I am free and I can to this day talk about it and share in the hopes that somebody will understand God does love you. God will forgive you. He is there. And through my ugly story, he's still being glorified and he's still using that today to help other women. And for those of you who may have a chord struck, I beg you, talk to somebody, go to a pastor. Let God take that because until you can speak it and be free from it, you can't heal and you cannot go on. What did that look like for you to 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 speak up? Does that did that bring you that freedom? Yes. Um, one of the first moments in my healing was to be able to share uh, in a care group. In our care group, my husband and I have led a small group ministry for twenty plus years, and we had about twenty three people there. And I remember my heart racing that mm-hmm. first night, but I could sense God telling me, "You have to share." And I remember distinctly being able to share that event um, and watching people's faces. And to, d- to this day, there are still some people who will react, visibly react. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't rock me like I thought it would. And I think it's more of the, a um, lot of comments have come back as I've had one too, but I've never told anybody. And it's more that type of understanding mm-hmm. people realize it's okay and it's safe to talk about it with somebody else and to share that. Yeah. Um, I've had to go to my kids. Um, our daughter, our older daughter, uh, was dating about 17 years ago and there were some issues in a relationship and had to share with my children. Um, we have, as I said, four biological kids and there are two oldest uh, at the time were 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. And my son looked me in the face crying and asked, did you ever consider doing that to me? Mm. And that broke me as a mama. Um, But they understood why we shared the story, to protect them from making sexual choices that we did not want them to walk down in that road. Uh, And then being able to speak the word abortion Mm. and being able to be free and free to share that because of God's grace and his redemption. Yeah, the enemy wants us in the dark, right? Not just when you bring light to something and people can bear that burden with you. Yes. It makes that road all the more, I don't want to say easy, but it makes it lighter to walk when you have people bearing it with you. And God's still today using that. I have so many young women, young and older, who have come and said, I'm in a crisis. What do I do? And I can pray with them. And I wish I could tell you that most have chosen not to have an abortion and have chosen life. But many did make that choice ultimately. Mm. But still being able to love them through the pain, I know that they feel with that. And then praise God on the other side. There are babies because those girls have chosen life. Mm. And so to God be that glory. I know you shared just a charge for them to speak and find freedom. But if do you have anything else you'd want to share if a man, like you said, you mentioned your husband who had some healing to do and for you yourself, is there anything you'd want to leave, leave the listeners with who are maybe walking alongside someone or who have a child that's chosen to have an abortion or who has had one themselves? Is there anything you'd want to share? I think I would want to encourage somebody who's struggling in the guilt 
that feels that they can't share that, you can share that with the Lord. That, that first and foremost is where we need to go. Share with him. Talk to God about that. He's listening. Um, for the husbands who have parts in relationships that may be prior to spouses, um, Dave and I gave our testimony at a marriage retreat one year. Uh, there were 56 couples, and almost every single person in that room had been touched by this in some way, and I cannot even tell you the amount of people, the men especially, who came after, saying, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I've never asked my wife to forgive me, or my wife doesn't know about it. Wow. Um, and, and my encouragement is, if that's something that eats at your soul, give that to the Lord and talk through that with somebody else and ask if you are able to, in a relationship, ask to be forgiven for that, mm -hmm. for any part that's been played in that. I have several women in my life who have, quote, secrets that they don't want to share because fear of being judged or fear of rejection, um, fear of condemnation, but there is none in Christ. Yeah. It's how we uh, come alongside and love our friends and we cry and we weep with them. We don't necessarily have to say anything. Yeah, Romans 8, 1, right? Yes. Yeah, thank you. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to just because I know you're such a prayer warrior. Do you mind closing us in prayer? Absolutely not. Abba Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for God's redemptive love. Thank you for taking such as us as sinners, Lord, and welcoming us always, Lord. I thank you, God, for beauty in the ashes. I thank you for restoration. And I thank you, God, for what you've done, not just in this life, Lord, but in the billions of lives around us as we come. Father, for hearts that are beating today that need to speak to you, Lord, would you allow them the words to come from their mouth, um, just to confess, Lord, what needs to be yours. And I pray, God, that people would be encouraged and not discouraged, God. People would be able to give over what needs to be laid down at your feet. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for what you've done, God. And I just pray that you would continue to be used for your glory in the name of Jesus. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org.